0: LifeWay Lifeway. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders.
1: And I'm Madeline Galea.
0: Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Now, Maddie, you've been... Part of a few churches in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been your favourite church experience?
1: <laughs> Number one, oh look, MBM will always be home. Um,
0: so this is the church I'd, you yeah. grew up in. Yeah, and yeah. Went through kind of everything, you know. Yeah, sorry. Child, I should assume
1: people have not. Teenager.
0: Uh, that's the church your dad planted and started. Yeah. And so you left there. What? Twenty.
1: I w- I left eighteen. Went to New Zealand for a year. Auckland EV. So I love those guys And over you were there. there from the
0: start, church plant.
1: A couple of months in, yeah, I moved over. And that was great. Came back, joined MBM again, and then left probably for good <laughs> a couple of years ago and at Gray City, which I also love. I, I don't know. You know, when you grow up somewhere, it's pretty kind of like core to who you are. Um, but I've loved Auckland DV and Grace City, so,
0: so oh, that's who the, knows what's next? No, no, you haven't had, had to make a choice there. Well, The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Money Network. And over the past 10 years, we've helped plant 100 churches in Australia, and we want to see 200 more by 2030. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Church Announcements. Music.
1: Okay, so announcements—they're quite necessary, part of uh, your 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 gathering. Um, it's really easy way to communicate with your members, with newcomers. Uh, it can and it can even reflect um, well how insider or outsider focused we are. So, are all our announcements for the non-Christian or the newcomer? Are they all for our members, or is there? perhaps a bit of a helpful mix
0: are they are they a necessary part of church life
1: uh, well do we really is...
0: need to have lots of announcements <laughs> well
1: maybe not lots but uh, well I guess do we need to have announcements <laughs> could we remo- let's just
0: well it's inter- I mean it's interesting thinking about sort of the reform theological you know service if you jump mm. into say systematic theology you'll see often that announcements are at the at the front you know of the service um, so before you do your call to worship often you mm. um, that is when you have your block of announcements. And it's almost like, okay, well, I am talking to the insiders. I'm talking to, you know, the gathered church community and I'll, I'll give my announcements. We'll keep keep that kind of out of the service, you know. So the flower roster's up and, um, you know, person who parked their car, again, in the wrong spot, could they move their car? You know, kind of get all those announcements out of the way before you do the call to worship. And then, uh, you know, we gather around God's word. Do you have God's those people.
1: announcements that... At your church? <laughs> no, I don't. I was just, I was
0: just, <laughs> just using them as an example. Yeah. Okay. I feel though we we do you know you do need announcements as a just a community aspect. You know they they promote things. They tell people what's happening. As you, as you said in the intro, they they kind of give a bit of a uh, a hint to whether you're inside or focused and what's actually important. Mm. Uh, or if you've got lots of them. What's well, not important because there's no focus uh, around those announcements.
1: Yeah, and I think for if a, a new person, for them to hear the exciting things that are happening for the members, it's like you're not part of this community, but it's kind of showing, oh, th- these are the things we're looking forward to. Hopefully, it would make them want to connect in and be part of that community. Mm.
0: In my yeah, my home church, just over the last few weeks, we've um, had kind of a vision series, which has been tied with a uh, a building a building campaign. We just we we just needed to get uh, pledges and money in before 30 June, and it's been interesting watching the announcements uh, and the way that they've talked about how uh, you know how this building's important for mission, how this building has been important for our community, how this building will be uh, important for us growing as as God's people, and there's been a real deliberateness to uh, you know to the announcements or that sort of aspect of our service, which has been really. Mm.
1: Scott, what would you say to someone who said announcements they're not in the Bible, can't find them anywhere?
0: Oh, it's a good. I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I'm just trying to think. You know, think through Acts now again. Acts is I don't think prescriptive. It's more descriptive. So it's not you know every mm. every um, denomination can kind of go to Acts and say it's here. Look, it's here in the Bible. Uh, but I think Acts is more descriptive, um, and we see a whole bunch of principles taking place. I'm thinking about that. You know, Acts too. Well, you know, what do we see as the early church gathers? They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, uh, breaking bread. You know, fellowship, praying. Um, we see signs and wonders happen. We see they met regularly together uh, in their homes. They ate. They praised God. Um, you don't. Yeah, you're right. You don't see announcements there. But I think part of a healthy functioning community is that uh, you make you know make people aware. Now, the great thing is. Mm. Again, the Bible's not prescriptive. You could do that via emails. You could do that by a section and a time in your service. Um, but there's an importance to uh, you know, a healthy community, regularly hearing what's going on yeah. or being and, aware of yeah, certain things.
1: We could have assumed that at some point they said, We're going to eat together or these people are going to get baptized. Oh, it's gonna be it's form. gonna
0: be in the Goliath's house this week and everyone's going, Oh cool, yeah, we're gonna wait for a feast, you know? Oh, it's gonna be in the Sanders house next week. Oh, okay. It might be just a little, it might be sausages <laughs> and polenta. Bummer.
1: If only you are Maltese. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we're now going to hear a clip from Alana Glover on how best to do announcements. Uh, she's from Emu Music and does a great job singing um,
2: and heavily involved in that ministry. Announcements at church are important. They contain lots of helpful information for people to get involved with the community life of your church. But they can sometimes feel out of place or hard to do well, so here are some tips on doing announcements effectively in your church. Firstly, don't overload your congregation with too many announcements at one time. Limit them to a maximum of three in any one service. This doesn't sound like much, but it's unlikely that people will remember much more than this. It helps to focus people's attention on the few important things that you're talking about that week. We recommend that you keep each announcement short and sweet. Cap each one at 30 seconds, maybe a minute. If there are announcements that require a lot more detail, then point people to a place where they can get that in-depth information. When you're trying to decide what should be announced, try to think about how many people your announcement is relevant to. If it's less than a quarter of your congregation, then the service is probably not the right place for it. The only exception might be a newcomer's event because it's difficult to reach new people through other communication channels. As for how you present your announcements, try to keep your language engaging and clear. So here's an example of what not to do. Our newcomer event is on Saturday, 14th of June at 6. Speak to Roy up the back for more information. It isn't warm and inviting, and chances are new people won't know who Roy is. So we like to use this formula instead. Storytelling plus next steps. So using something creative like storytelling or even a short interview with someone who has done the event before can really help your announcements come alive. Maybe try something like this. I remember the first time I stepped into church. I was super late because I mixed up the times and I just sat up the back by myself because I didn't know anyone, but I liked the sermon and I was keen to get to know people and know more about church. Now, maybe this is you here today. Well, the good news is that we have a newcomers event coming up on Saturday, the 14th of June at 6 p.m. Check out our website on the URL on the screen for all the details and we'd love to see you there finally, we encourage you to set up a go-to page on your website where you can consistently put all the information about church events. Rather than directing people to a random guy named Roy or a bulletin board that's only accessible in church times, having all the important information online means that people can easily find out about events at any time during the week. You can also make this interactive by adding things like a sign-up form to make admin easier. By referencing a consistent online platform in your announcements every week, you train your congregation to be self-sufficient in finding out event details. So, to sum up, maximum three announcements per week. Keep them concise. Think about the size of your audience. Be creative and engaging, and direct people to your website.
0: So, Maddie, she talks about you know limiting to three announcements. Yeah, it's quite prescriptive there.
1: I like it. So
0: why do you like it?
1: I think people can't concentrate for that long. Um, And I was thinking, I I feel like I've noticed that when churches do have three, there can still be an emphasis on one. You know, the one that maybe you want to push the most, that might be a bit longer. Um, But I think, I mean, don't have seven maybe. I mean, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but like, you know, just concentration. Yeah. And I think clarity with announcements is pretty key. So the more you have, maybe the less clear.
0: Yeah, it's helpful. She says, limit it to three. Like I'd regularly say to people, you make make sure you have two. You know, if you're not a Christian here today, uh, then we've got a course or we've got a next step for you. If you are a Christian, Mm. well, great to have you here. We'd love you to find out more about our church, and here's the next step. So at least have those two steps Mm. and those two announcements. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, you need a third one every now and again to say, hey, we've got. picnic at the Galea's house come on over
1: (laughs) Uh, all right i really liked the she mentioned how many people is this when you're thinking through announcements how many people is it relevant to and i hadn't thought about this before but she said if it's for less than a quarter of your congregation maybe use another form of communication to share it unless it's for newcomers i thought that was a helpful principle i hadn't heard that before
0: yeah and um again i think useful in that sort of how many people is this relevant to sort of asking the Asking the question of the person giving the announcement, can you know? Can you deliver this through another communication method? You know, is this the only way that you can, um, mm. you know, get it out? You know, get it out to your people. For yes. Example? Yeah. I, like I'm thinking of the, you know, if there's a particularly announcement for women or say men, for example, where it's probably going to be sort of fifty-fifty, I'd be still asking the question: Is this really the best, you know, way to get this out? You know, could we not get this out through another, you know, another another method?
1: Mm, but I have seen. Uh, I think I do like, though, uh, I've seen announcements just for women and then they kind of say it's this is like a women's event and then they say to the men, so can you organise the babysitting so your wives are free to go? Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, that kind of, you can still make it applicable. But yeah, I, yeah. I, got, I got Yeah, you. she
0: gave some great examples of what not to do.
1: mm Yeah, so she did an announcement and kind of suggested that you go talk to Roy, this guy up the back, who if you're a newcomer, you're not going to know who Roy is. Um, Yeah, and later on she talks about, she gives a helpful tip on combining your announcements as part storytelling and then a next step. I think I liked it. It's quite warm and personal. It's clear. Um, So I feel like waffle can often happen in announcements, which is a bit unhelpful.
0: Because often often you hear an announcement and it'll be, this, this is happening and here's the date and here's this and here's all this information, mm. which could helpfully be put on a screen behind you or helpfully be the thing that you refer to. But actually telling the story, hey, when I came to this church, uh, we went, I went along to Newish and it was one of the best experiences. We were over at the Galeas house and they loved us. We had the most amazing Maltese food and we found all that about the church. Um, and, and it was really the first point that I got welcomed and, and we just stuck uh, Newish is happening next week the details are on the back screen yeah. you know, you've know, you said nothing about but you've told people what it's about or actually using the story to tell a bit of vision about the church. Yeah. You know, So at this church here we really value um, the women in our church uh, and that's why we've got a, a women's nourish event happening in the next few weeks. Husbands just to shout out make sure you're aware you've got all these things happening <laughs> um, but actually here at our church we actually want to see men and women mm. uh, spiritually grow and that's what this church is all about. So we talk about You know, talk about that vision piece, remind people about who we are. Mm. uh, As again, you just simply say, hey, come along to this event. Again, good graphic in the background with the details on it, or actually, you know, have the handout or or the email or the the, the go-to area. But you don't have to do that in the announcement.
1: Yeah. I was thinking though, say you have three or four announcements, would you have a story with each one?
0: Well, uh, this is where I think it depends on the time. There's a whole bunch of questions that would go into that. Uh, and again, I think if they're scripted and they're tight, then you can have three, you know, longish announcements. get I think a great story, you know, great story is you know is, is, is going to be interesting in and of itself. But do you want to have three big stories? Um, you know, I'd, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and she also made the point of you know what's their next step? Do you have a like encouraging? Well, maybe have a website. It's clear. You know, if you you have an integration course, you have maybe a some form of like a mission course just make it people know exactly where to go what their next step is so that they can book in register or find out more
0: i think this is also just just thinking sort of ecosystem having a culture of teams and also having a culture where your team leader uh, or your ministry actually works out what's going to be the best way to communicate um, means that you might have a whole bunch of different various communication methods. You know, people might be using Messenger. They might be using a closed Facebook group. They might use WhatsApp. Mm. Uh, it might be an email. It might be a roster. Um, but actually, uh, having having a culture where the team kind of works out the communication and you work out what's works. But it might be actually getting on the phone. You know, like the the sort of you know prayer <laughs> chain where you know old Lindell. Yeah, my mum Lindell. <laughs> uh, she's got to call, you know, the next person, and yeah. that's that's just how they do. You know, passing around the uh, the prayer list. I
1: don't know if millennials answer their phone, but that's a good that's a good point.
0: <laughs> so so I just think here this is a, another think about your announcements. But as you do your announcements, also, I think if you're running the gathering and uh, and that's kind of your role to sort of be thinking about the the liturgy or the the service flow, that you can actually do a bit of you know teaching and and help you know help the hygiene of teams by saying hey, I think I think you may have a problem with your communication if you're thinking this is the best place for you know, to announce blah, for Mm, example.
1: Yeah. Scott, what's the one thing you want to say about announcements?
0: Limit them to three, keep them short and sweet, and ask the question, uh, how many people is this announcement relevant to?
1: That wasn't one thing, but I'll let it slide. (laughs) What's in the toolbox?
0: Well, the content today from Alana is all part of a new ministry grid course called Intentional Gatherings. Now, Ministry Grid, if you haven't heard, is a platform for online training for churches. It's something that we uh, have been supporting and, uh, and using as a network with our church planters and now with a whole bunch of established churches as well. It's a great resource, a great tool, and we've filled it up with a whole bunch of Australian resources. Now, you can get a free three-month trial for you and your church just by going to forward uh, ministrygrid. The link's going to be in the show notes. Now, if you think about church bulletins, there's also a great article on the Geneva Push website. Uh, that I'll put a link into as well. Because I think, I think announcements and bulletins kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and there's two old episodes on The One Thing way, way back in the past, episode 55 and 56 on church bulletins and church announcements as well that you can jump into.
1: The One Thing is part of the Reach Australia podcast network along with three other podcasts, Reach Australia, Church Planning Australia and Homegrown Faith. The Reach Australia podcast is longer form, deeply theological discussions of different areas of church. Church Planning Australia is the new kid on the block. It's specifically about starting a new church in an Australian context. And Homegrown Faith deals less with ministry and is more of a relaxed discussion of life and theology. Just type Reach Australia, Church Planning Australia or Homegrown, homegrown Faith into your podcasting app. I'm Madeline Galea.
0: I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.